welcome back to Be More, where we inspire you to be a little bit more of every role within the Salesforce ecosystem. For today's session, we are talking about how to get your road into the Salesforce ecosystem and potentially how to kind of get on the career ladder in your first Salesforce role. And for today's session, I'm joined by Dave Massey. So maybe, Dave, if you could start by introducing yourself for us. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure to be on. Um, so my name's Dave Massey. I'm 11 times Salesforce certified and the founder of Get4Certified. Certified. So I'm a former lead solution engineer for Salesforce UK and Ireland, and I moved into training Salesforce people, um, specifically those looking to pass their admin or become flow masters. But there is much more coming along the way, but generally it's that those entry kind of level. And the reason that I did that is I wanted to make it easier. I wanted to make it quicker and I wanted to make it more enjoyable for people to actually learn new Salesforce skills and certifications. Okay, awesome. Well, it's great to have you here today. And perhaps we can dive into a little bit more about what your role entails as somebody that helps produce content and train people up in Salesforce. What What's your kind of typical day in the life of and how do you manage that? Yeah, well, um, I'm essentially a business owner, so there's just me at GetForce Certified, and every day is different. Um, I handle everything within GetForce Certified, so okay. everything from the finances to the admin through to the sales, the marketing, the customer service. I do love what I do, and, and the main reason behind that is essentially kind of like my mission, what I set out to do was was I just believe anyone can make a career in Salesforce. And even those without a technical background, they can learn Salesforce and you can forge a great Salesforce career. And for me, I want to help people do that. I want people to, to do what I did, but do it even better than I did. So yeah, that's kind of why most of my day focuses around content, as you mentioned, because it's getting that information and just getting that help out there, really. It's good to have many people like you in the ecosystem that are helping people get started because that's really important and there can be kind of a barrier to entry into your first Salesforce role as well, don't you think? Definitely, 100%. So for me, the way I always kind of laugh at things like that in, in a funny way is I am genuinely the complete opposite of what you would imagine someone to work in IT to, to be like. Like I literally have no technical background whatsoever I have no computer science background. I've got no degree and I've got zero tech experience. I used to be a travel agent. So I am as far removed from what you would imagine someone in IT being. And, and a little bit about my story, if I can tell it yeah. a little bit, is I worked in travel for close to 15 years. Um, and then when March 2020 came and COVID came, well, we all kind of know what that did to the travel industry. My boss says to me, look, we need to have a conversation we go and have conversations and it's essentially, look, COVID's hit, airlines aren't giving the money back, hotels aren't giving the money back, you can't have your commission, commission's frozen for the next six months and you're on minimum wage and you're driving 90 minutes. Oh. I came back home and told my wife, who was a bit crestfallen by it, as you can imagine, because there's yeah. me, there's my wife, there's two young kids, there's a big dog to feed, mortgage payments, <laughs> car payments, council tax, there's all that and I was mm -hmm. the primary breadwinner. So... I was sat there on the sofa in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep, just having a cup of tea, thinking, holy, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah, just absolutely wondering what was happening. Um, reached out to a mate of mine who I knew he was a recruiter in the US for Salesforce, not for Salesforce directly, but he was a Salesforce recruiter. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what am I going to do? 
He was like, well, have you looked at Salesforce? I was like, get away, Ant. There's no chance, man. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're having a laugh, aren't you? I was like, I don't know IT. And he was like, well, you know, you used to do a lot of the company you worked for and you understand the operational side of stuff. Like, why don't you look at it? And I remember watching just a video on reports, something as simple as reports. And I remember watching mm. it. I remember thinking, God, I remember how long it actually took to create reports at, at where I worked, like, yeah. and how the sales managers and the owner had to spend literally days collating all this information into a spreadsheet, cross-referencing it, pulling it, and all this kind of stuff. And I watched this bloke do it on YouTube, and literally it took him five minutes to build this report. That was a really comprehensive report, and it was like, yeah, it's done now. So next month, because <laughs> I've set it all dynamic, it'll refresh, and it'll be absolutely fine. I remember just sitting there going, this is witchcraft. How does this work? And yeah, and then from there, I kind of started getting into Salesforce. I, I started my, very, well, I did my very first trailhead badge on like the last day of March 2020. From mm -hmm. there, I then passed my admin in May 2020. So it was like 51 days. I think the time from start to finish was of passing that. Um, and that was just studying part-time. So again, you've got to remember that I'm not studying full-time and I don't have any technical background. So if I can do it, then anyone can do it. And it wasn't just a, a lucky thing. Like I formulated a way to study and a way to learn and, and a way to remember it all and actually make sense of it. Then I got my app builder in June, July, I started applying for jobs and got a job for a company called Art of Cloud in Leeds, um, which was a Salesforce uh -huh. consultancy. Then I went, I got Sales Cloud in August, Service Cloud in September, Experience Cloud in November, CPQ in December, and then Field Service in February 2021. So I did like seven certs in 10 months. Um, and like I said, I got into it. That was my first role, which was the August 2020. Um, and then I worked my way up to a lead consultant there. And in the end, I ended up at Salesforce as a lead solutions engineer. Um, and that was in May 2022 that I got that. So it was like literally 24 months to the day of me finding, uh, passing my admin cert. If I can do that with no technical background, then I'm pretty sure anyone can do it. The thing that kind of really resonated with me, like when I was just kind of listening to your story there, is the fact that you kind of perhaps battled with those own misconceptions that you had about kind of not being able to do it and kind of overcome those and prove to yourself and to everybody else that you could do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was very lucky because I operated from a position of absolute ignorance. So I was blissfully <laughs> ignorant for me. Like, like genuinely, like in my head, my logic was, oh, this is the admin cert. So this is the basic certification. This has to be easy. Surely they're not going to make this like one of the most difficult ones. And I tell you, the only cert I've got more complicated than the admin or more difficult is CPQ. And, mm -hmm. and that's it. The admin was absolutely rock hard. And what I found was as I started learning more about the ecosystem and I started getting more involved in it, I found, like you said, there was this misconception about how it was, you know, like, and I'm not saying it's a misconception that's really difficult because it is really difficult, but there was just this misconception about how to actually become an admin, you needed a technical background. You needed uh -huh. to look at things from a database perspective. And for me, it, 
that, that wasn't the case because when I was at Art of Cloud, I was training a lot of junior guys as well. So a lot of people who were coming through who didn't have that background. And what I found was is they could pick things up really quickly as long as it was taught to them in a, in a certain way. So yeah. I started exploring that more in terms of how I was training people, how I was explaining things to people. From that, I actually found that that was what I really enjoyed. Like, don't get me wrong, I love building in, in Salesforce. I love the config. I love flows. Like, that is what I love to do. But it's even more enjoyable when you're sat next to someone or you're with someone virtually mm. or you're creating a course that you know people are getting value from. And what you're teaching people, that is, it's second nature to you. But to them, it's it's unbelievable. Like, I, I remember um, a bloke, Sam Cousins, who who showed me that to, in the, like, in a currency field, you could just type, say, 4k to put 4000 in yeah. rather than type it 4000 and I was like what why did I not know that so these little things we take for granted a lot of people don't um, and that was how I ended up launching the Udemy course which people might know me from that so that went in Feb 2022 and and then that eventually evolved into get four certified and um, which was launched in September 2022 and then I went full-time in May this year so it's only like what nine months that I've kind of done that and between Feb 2022 and now, I looked at my stats before we came on, um, and I've trained or helped over 28,000 people. And according to the Udemy stats, I've got 5 million minutes of watch time, which I don't know why people <laughs> are watching me for that long. But but yeah, apparently that's kind of where I'm up to now. So yeah, it's been a bit of a wild ride, really. <laughs> Flipping my traditional questions a little bit on the head now, but if you kind of put yourself in the shoes of somebody that kind of gained entry into the Salesforce ecosystem and perhaps is trying to do that alongside their own role. How would you kind of encourage people to prioritize that? And do you typically see people kind of trying to get in from a position where they don't have a job or they're perhaps changing career paths? Like how does that work from what you see? Yeah, it seems to be a good mix between people who are just focused on becoming a Salesforce admin full time and people who are looking at transferring. And and I think it's it's a good to, it's good to have a mix because the way I look at it as well is it's like anything, you know, if you're taught, like if you imagine playing golf, for example, if you've been playing golf for 10 years and you've learned a certain way to play, you're going to have picked up bad habits. And when people are fresh coming in and they've never really played with Salesforce before, they don't have those bad habits. So they're not going to hard code IDs everywhere or anything like that. So you don't have to kind of kind of take that into account. You, you know, you've got like a fresh slate to work with. But then on the flip side, if people are already in Salesforce, but they want to become certified, then you've already got the foundation to build on. And then if they're transitioning from other roles or other careers into Salesforce, then the amount of soft skills that they actually have and that they bring to the table, they don't realize. And once you can kind of get them to understand that they are, like a lot of times I hear people who are from healthcare, for example, or from mm. teaching or from education. Like, oh, you know, I don't have that kind of background. Well, I'm not being funny. If you've been in healthcare and you've dealt with some of the situations you've dealt with, walking into a room full of C-suite executives is going to be easy. You know, <laughs> you've been yeah. under more pressure than anyone. So you're going to find that, you know, it will be pressure. I'm not saying that, but that kind of skill set you've got and, you know, that bedside manner that you've got to communicate, like that is so important. And for me, in terms of people learning it, I think 
the emphasis has to be on the material that works for them. Like there are, like I said, there's there's loads of Salesforce uh, trainers and providers out there, and no one, um, no one offering is going to help everyone. It's not going to serve everyone. As much as we try to try and encapsulate as many people as we can, there's always going to be outliers that don't fit in with with how we teach. So for me, I always think it's about finding the training material that works for you, and that's kind of what I set out get for certified to be able to offer was just to provide like clear, concise and comprehensive Salesforce training just through a range of material. So we've got on-demand video lessons, we've got one-page cheat sheets and we've got realistic practice and mock exams. And the whole reason behind that is by kind of coming at it from all different angles, everyone learns differently, but there's quite a few broad strokes you could put in there. Like some people are visual learners, so, you know, if they watch someone doing something or they read something, it sticks in their head straight away. Whereas some people are more auditory, where if they hear someone doing something or someone tells them how to do it, not shows them, but tells them, then they can do that. And then you've got kinesthetic people who, you know, they need to actually physically do something. They need to have the instructions. They need to click where they need to click and they need to see it come come to life. And the way that I kind of look at it is you generally have one primary one. But you also have a secondary one. And sometimes you encapsulate all three. So the idea is for using those methods, you can sit there for 25 minutes and you're going to watch a video. You're going to look at a cheat sheet. You're going to carry out a use case or like a, a mini challenge. And then you can review it as well. So it's the whole idea is make the most of your time. If you're transitioning from another role, whether you're full time or you're part time studying is make the most of your time. Another part of that conversation that really resonated with me was the fact that kind of whatever role you're currently in, you will have some of those transferable skills that you can kind yeah. of bring to the Salesforce role, like communication or working with other people. You probably have some of those skills already from your professional life. So I think the the kind of reassurance there is is the technical bit of it. You can kind of pick up and and learn, right? Exactly. And that's the key thing is, it's like when it comes to hiring, like when most people hire, or if you look at it from two perspectives, because I've been on both sides of the table is, yeah, you do want to bring someone in with the technical skills, but you don't want to bring someone in with the technical skills who is just going to disrupt the morale or going to upset the team. Like you don't want that because you can't really repair that. You'd much rather take someone who has those soft skills, they have that ability to bed in and teach them. Like for me personally, I think most people, 99% of people can learn Salesforce. I genuinely do. And I don't think there's like this, you need to have a background or any of that kind of stuff. You need to have a degree or anything like there's a guy called Seth Minton who passed the, I mean, I helped coaching, but he passed the admin cert at 17. It's, he was mm -hmm. sitting his GCSEs and he was learning Salesforce yeah. admin at the same time. Like, you know, like there's, there's people like that. There's people like me who've come from, you know, a completely non-IT background. And so, yeah, I think, like you said, these transitional skills, these soft skills, they're so, so important because they're the things that you can't really teach. They take a lot of experience to get there. I mean, you can give people coaching, they can read books and that, but to me, it's different to learn how to communicate effectively as it is to build an effective flow. It's far easier to learn to build an effective flow than it is to learn to be able to read the room, to be able to pick up on people's body language, to listen to the tonalities, the pace that they speak, to pick up on hand signals and, mm -hmm. and you know stuff like that. It's, it's far harder to teach that. There's so many more variables to that than there is in flow. So for me, 
I always think soft skills, in my opinion, are king. I will always look for soft skills first and then the technical skills second. So when people are transitioning or when they're moving into Salesforce or they're looking at changing the careers, don't write off your soft skills at all. Even stuff like you think might not be, I don't know, relatable. Like if you coach a little like soccer, like if you coach football, you coach a football team, you're dealing with kids. Like they're yeah. just as hard as C-suite executives. Like, you know, all these things you might not think of. Like, oh, well, I'm on the, the PTA, you know, I help organize that. Great. That shows you've got mm. really good organization skills. Like for me, transferring from a travel agency to this was there was a lot of skills I brought that I didn't actually realize. So for example, I used to work on multiple quotes at the same time. Like you're talking 30, 40, 50 quotes. And I brought that ability to just kind of work through loads of stuff and switch tasks and switch tasks dead easy, which to me, I find really easy. I can be working on something one minute, switch and work on something else the next minute. But a lot of people can't. But they're transitional skills you can bring. And if you can work like that on multiple things at the same time, you know where you're up to with them, then you can go into a consultancy and be able to work on multiple projects. Same as if your current role requires a lot of documentation, perhaps you're in some kind of administration or something like that where you need to keep on top of documentation and reference. That is a vital skill in the Salesforce world that a lot of people under underrate. And you know yourself, Tom, when you work with a really good BA whose documentation is on point, mm-hmm. your yeah. life is so easy. Take stock of what you do on a day-to-day basis, what your skills are. What do people do? They go, oh, Dave's um, documentation is always on point. Like, If people are saying that, then you have something you can offer people, and that's where you can skew your value. When you're going into interviews or when you're trying to land a role, rather than just saying, oh, I've got the admin, sir, I've got the app builder, sir, I've got seven super <laughs> badges, I've got 150 badges, you go, well, actually, a lot of my skill is in documentation, and this is what I've done. And, and that's kind of what I would say is, Look at what you do as a career now and how you can apply those skills to a career in Salesforce. Do you think that kind of being certified is part of your personal package that you can offer potential employees uh, out there as well? Like, for example, being certified is kind of one thing, um, but then having those soft skills would be the other part of the the package, right? Yeah, I do. I think it's a, it's a really good question, that, because... There's always the debate between certification versus experience. I mean, that debate yeah. is, a, is as old as time. It's been going on yeah. for, for, I don't know, even know how long now. Um, but I think it's, it's a full package. I don't see it as black and white, one or the other. It's, it's a mix. It's a mix between them. And, and the way I kind of look at it is certifications, then Salesforce experience, and then other experience as well. That's kind of how mm. I visualize it in my head. Now, for me personally, I haven't heard of anyone recently getting their first Salesforce role without the admin certification. I don't have it. I don't know if you have, but for me, it I, seems like the prerequisite now is if you don't have an admin cert, you, you're not your CV is not even getting past the door. And you know your admin cert is is a definite. You hundred percent need that. But then the other side is like the experiences. It's always difficult because. With experience, like I was saying, like bad habits, with experience can come bad habits. Like I worked mm. with a developer and every problem to him was a nail. So he hit it with a hammer. So he <laughs> everything that, what well, literally that was what he did. Like lead assignment yeah. rules, I hardcore them. Like everything, it was like, everything was written in Apex. It was like, well, you're not really doing it. Do you know what I mean? You're not, re- and his argument was, well, I've been in sales for seven or eight years. I know exactly what I'm doing. It was like, why are you doing this? It was like, it's the way I've done it. It's the way I'll always do it. And 
you know, with experience, yes, you get a lot of benefits with experience as well, but you also get a lot of hindrance. Same as with certifications. How many people do we know who got a certification but can't build a pick list, for example? Like, mm. it, isn't as, it isn't as black and white as people make it. There needs to be that level of understanding. Like, for me, a certification points that someone has done the homework, they, they know what they're doing, they've got a certain baseline, baseline foundation knowledge. Because remember, that's all a cert is. It's just basically someone giving you a tick to say, yeah, you know enough to pass this cert, you know enough to be dangerous, so someone can employ you and you'll kind of know <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. And But same with the experience, you know, just because someone's got 10 years' experience, it doesn't mean that they know everything. I mean, but then again, if someone has got 10 years' experience, then they should know an awful lot and they should have seen a lot of experiences and a lot of scenarios and a lot of orgs. Like, they've probably worked through more scenarios and use cases and issues than us combined. Um, and mm. and that's kind of where I see it is when you're kind of looking at someone and when you're packaging yourself up, because essentially that's what you're going to do. You're going to package yourself up to try and sell yourself into a company is make sure, you, you know, you, yes, point out your certifications, point out your achievements, but also relay that experience that you've got. And if you've not got any experience, which again, I didn't have any experience, but I was just honest. I was just like, look, it's my first Salesforce role. I haven't got any Salesforce experience really apart from Trailhead. Yeah, I've done a couple of personal projects, but, you know, that's it. But I have these skills from my other career. And luckily, the, the guy who was interviewing me and the lady who was interviewing me, they could see that they could be amalgamated. And, and that was kind of what helped. So I would definitely say focus on the package rather than one individual thing. Don't try and get a job having 10 certifications and no experience. Same as don't try and get a job with 10 years experience and no certifications. You need a good mix between the two. Certifications can lead to experience, but also experience yeah. can lead to certifications. And for me, my kind of experience with that is a little bit unconventional. Like I, I kind of went through some hoops because I had to go through some hoops and I had to get this certification within this time frame. So I learned the theory before I learned the practice, if that makes sense. Okay, awesome. So kind of flipping it back a little bit to your own journey now and thinking about how you entered the Salesforce ecosystem. If you had an opportunity to relive or do that again, is there anything you would change or do differently? It's always a difficult one, that one, isn't it? Because yeah. I've always been taught to, you know, look back at what you've done and whatever you've done, whatever steps you've taken in your life, that's kind of got you to where you are. So when I look back, I don't regret the stuff that I've done or how I've done it but there are certain things like for me I wish I would have enjoyed the journey more and, and what I mean by that is is I got seven certs in 10 months like anyone who studied like I was literally sales forced out like those mm. seven months I was at it I was working every night I was studying in the evenings and the weekends like but I I knew I had to do that because I had to get my value up more so for me that was what I was doing but part of that I kind of lost the charm a little bit and it took me a while to get that back because if you look I think I got like my um I think it was my field service I got in Feb 21 and then I don't think I took another cert till like June 22 yeah I kind of almost burnt myself out a little bit and I just didn't enjoy the journey so I would really say to people is take your time enjoy the journey stop smell the flowers look at what <laughs> you're doing explore the different things like break it like really really enjoy it and for me I think one of the, the big things that I only realized really, I think at the end of 22 or the middle of 22 was the power of LinkedIn. I've seen that over the, the last 12 months, like my followers have gone up, like I'm able to help more people. Like 
uh-huh. like social media, yeah, it can be a pain and it can be used for the wrong things, but it's your chance to help other people as well. And and like you'll know as well, Tom, because I know you do a lot in the community. By helping other people, you're only raising your profile as well. So make the most of LinkedIn, like connect with the right people, share relevant comments, share relevant information. If someone helps you, you tag them. That's kind of how I operate. And it was how I got to talk to Johan Furman. I think you've probably met him at World Tour or something, a dream force. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's German CTA. Like I remember reaching out to him at the beginning, or just on LinkedIn, and he jumped on a call with me. We had a chat for an hour, and that really helped me. Same as uh, it's called John Garvin's as well. Like when I was trying to learn CPQ, reached out to him. He pointed me in the right direction. Like genuinely, like people on LinkedIn, they want to help. The vast majority of people want to help. So make the most of it. If you're stuck on something, post it on LinkedIn and say, "Look, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm stuck. How do I do this?" And do you know what, like. For me, the, the big thing that I see and when I speak to people is the worried that people are going to well, take the mick or they're going to look down at them. But do you know what? I don't know anyone who knows everything about Salesforce. People are always going to need help and you can help them and they can help you. And you never know, you might just make some friends along the way as well. Yeah, and I think that that's always an added bonus. I think another great resource for, for doing that is the Trailblazer community as well. You can yeah. post questions there and that's the community kind of run by by salesforce linked to trailhead um and ultimately kind of what i would encourage and similar to what you said is there isn't such thing as a silly question like i don't believe in it right it's not a real thing if it's a question in your head then it's a valid question you you need an answer to it to find how to fix it or how to progress forward right so I think kind of once you overcome that barrier, um, you can make make waves and ultimately learn, um, but maybe eventually kind of go on to teach others how to achieve something in a in a better or, or more automated way as well. So exactly, yeah, yeah. Moving on to one of the the final questions actually for today's session, but if there was one thing you'd like to change or make more people aware of about kind of stepping into the Salesforce ecosystem is there kind of an urban myth or like a misconception or something that you'd kind of want to bust appreciate we'll obviously talk about the the techie background already but is there anything else that kind of comes to mind when you see like a a, a job for a entry-level admin junior administrator and they want three years experience and stuff <laughs> like that right like for me, there's one thing that I wish people were more aware of is one, yeah, transitional skills. I really think recruiters and hiring managers and companies need to look outside of this or they have to have three years experience. And like, I can't remember, I've seen loads of them where still say, I need 10 years experience in a certain technology and the technology has only been around for seven mm. years. It isn't that simple anymore. It's there's much more that people bring to the table. And like I said, I think too many companies and too many recruiters, and it isn't their fault, it isn't recruiters' folks. Again, if they've not been in it, they don't really know the difference. And a lot of the time, they're just given a checklist. They're just given a checklist from the hiring manager or they've got a brief that they work off. So it isn't their fault. This isn't a go at them. But when you're looking for a junior role, junior admin, a junior developer or consultant, anything like that, look for juniors don't look for experienced people who are who and then you try and get them as a junior because it's cheaper like if you are the hiring manager take a chance on someone like we've all been given our chance 
Like, you was given a chance to get your role. Yep. I was given a chance. Like, you know, hiring managers have taken risks on us and we've been able to help them. And from their perspective, we've made them a lot of money, so they should be happy. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Take, take a risk on people because, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say everyone you hire is going to be an absolute, you know, is going to be solid hire, but you don't know if you if you don't try. And that was that's one thing that I've always looked at for me personally is sometimes I worry that, especially because of the way that we are in the economy now and the way that we're limited in terms of funds and, you know, a bad hire can cost a company a lot of money and it wastes a lot of time and stuff like that. I get it. I get the, the issues with that. But on the flip side, I also think, how do you know, like, how do you know that you're not hiring some kind of secret superstar or, you know, someone who's going to pick it up really quick and really run with it? And even if you mm. look at it from, from a selfish perspective from them, you try and get an experienced consultant who knows, you know, a lot. You're talking like, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90K now. Like, you can bring in a junior for like 30, 40K, like half of that money in the UK. I know it's different in the US and other countries, but in the UK, roughly, that's what that's what you're looking at. Like, So they're half the price of someone experienced. And yeah, they might not know the technical side, but they can learn that. They, you can teach them the technical side. You can put them on projects. You can spend... 12 months, 18 months, training them up. And not only that, you're training them in line with your company, in line with your best practices, along with your naming conventions, your projects. And I would genuinely say anyone can have a highly successful Salesforce career. Just give them a chance. And I think that's really, really important message because as you said, like if somebody hadn't taken a chance on me, somebody hadn't taken a chance on you, we wouldn't be sat here having this conversation. Yep. And I think it just takes the, it's kind of the power of putting your trust or faith into someone and trying to unlock the value of them kind of working for you in a Salesforce role, because ultimately this isn't kind of a skill set. You can't pick up the Salesforce skill set like off the street or from a supermarket, you know, <laughs> something you have to grow. It's something yeah. you have to nurture and develop and yeah, all it can take is for somebody to take a chance on somebody and then you can grow that. And as you said, you can kind of mold it into what that role means in your business, because just because somebody's a Salesforce admin at one company doesn't mean they will be doing the same as an admin at another company. You know, I think that is a, a great kind of point to conclude today's session. But before we do go is there a way for people to connect with you and your your content as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, getting more, I'm posting more on LinkedIn <laughs> and getting more involved in it now, as you've probably seen. So I'm getting more involved in that. If you want to find out more about Get Force Certified, just head to the website, getforcecertified.com. Um, and in there, you'll find all the courses. There's a lot of free courses in there as well. So this is what I mean when I say I'm wanting to open up Salesforce to everyone. I, I'm not saying like, only if you pay me a thousand dollars like literally <laughs> there's free courses in the the stuff i've done really you know it's really priced competitively as well and and the main thing like I say for me is i set it up because i struggled with the udemy courses I, and i struggled with slides and i struggled with salesforce help documentation and with trailhead i was just clicking through not really getting what i was doing so like if you're finding yourself in that and you are struggling with your study material Take a look. It, we, we've got everything. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. all about just being clear. It's about being concise. And it's about being comprehensive. As you could probably tell from the way I speak and the way I am, is I'm quite a high energy, direct, straight to the point kind of guy. 
And that's how I do it. I'll literally take a complex subject or a complex concept, look at how I can break it down into short, simple steps, and then that's what I'll teach you. And then I'll give you the use case. So you're not just learning the theory. You actually learn how it applies. And then when you go into your admin exam, you can make sense of it. You can bring that information in. And then when you get your first role or you set into a position where you need to use that information, you're not just working off some kind of abstract theory. You can actually look back and go, well, that was a realistic use case. And now I can just take that and apply it. So have a look at getforcecertified.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Thanks for your, your time today. And it's been great having this conversation. And hopefully we can help more people get into the ecosystem. So thanks again. Definitely. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Be More with Tom Bassett. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave any feedback in the comments.